Delta Green, the role-playing game is a horror-themed tabletop RPG that uses dice and collective storytelling to help shape the narrative of the game. The handler presents story elements and situations to the agents who have free agency to make choices that govern their characters' lives. In the context of this game, Delta Green is a covert agency embedded in the upper echelons of government to stop supernatural threats and to prevent those threats from ever being revealed to the world. We at Doom Vision are playing Impossible Landscapes, a campaign of scenarios set in the world of Delta Green. Impossible Landscapes was written by Dennis Detweiler and published by Arc Dream Publishing. For more information, please visit delta-green.com or arcdream.com. All information will be listed in this episode's description. Welcome to Doom Vision. My name's Kevin. Joined with me as always is Troy and Jetski and Jesper. Hi. Hi. So, yeah, why don't we start with a little temperature check? How are we feeling? Going into this next episode on Thomas Wright. Um, yeah, you're currently at a weird standoff with him. Um, you got a building to burn down, but you have to document some stuff first. Um, how's everybody feeling? Troy, how are you feeling? I think I'm gonna die. To be fair, though, you've been saying that since the beginning. I mean, that is true. I've, I've, I think if we were all to take bets, it was gonna be me from the beginning. So, uh, I, I know that I'm going to the night floors this episode. All right. If you make it out of this car, that's true. Uh, how's how's Nessie feeling? She want to go back to. Ireland. <laughs> um. Back into her lake. <laughs> right now, it doesn't sound too bad because I, I have grown to hate the McAllister building, so I'm a little nervous being back in it. And I know that she's not aware that these two are trying to get back to the night floor, so it's going to be interesting how that shakes out. The, the McAllister building takes offense to you saying that. <laughs> it, it doesn't like that you said that. Well, I can shove it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Je- Jesper, what do you think? Oh, I'm so... Fuck you, guy. Um, <laughs> okay, well, I... I'm moving on. <laughs> um, I'm pretty hesitant to go back to the night floors, to be honest, but I feel like it has to be done, and I feel like now that you know that that's what our alignment is, you're going to throw something fucking stupid at us, like zombie Claudia or something. <laughs> oh, no. Stop oh, that nice, thought. Nice job. Well done. <laughs> God damn it. Hey, sister, is that you? <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Well, with temperature checks out of the way, we feel like everybody's a little hot, right? Um. I'm feeling, not. That's not just because it's summer. I'm feeling great. I bet you are. I feel great. Was it that shot we just took Ugh. making you feel a little bit better? Oh my god, I'm gonna throw up. Um, <clears throat> I feel it in my stomach. I feel it churning. Hey, before we get uh, we get going here, can we just do like a quick cheers? This is episode 14 for us now, and uh, I didn't think we we're gonna make it past five. So, cheers <laughs> to us. It's been fun. You're also, right. our last episode. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
been great. Let's wrap up. My contract's done. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be done before Vanessa dies. I don't know how. I don't know if I can handle that. Uh, I, 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 I don't. I don't necessarily think that anybody's going to die, but I wouldn't be surprised. You know I'm going to die. All right, somebody might die. <laughs> or, or just, you know, it might not be a death death. It might be a, something else. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, what's the next part of this segment? Do promotions and... Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, we really enjoy the, uh, the interacting with the fans and, and doing all of that. And so please uh, check out our Discord. Come into our Discord. Interact with us. Um, as you're going through the episodes, you can see the handouts that were provided. Uh, Kevin uploads those to our Discord so you can see what we're seeing as players. So every handout that we get, you guys will get. Uh, also, if you, if you like this kind of back and forth conversation that we have at the beginning of the episodes that we've started doing, uh, we do it at length at the on the Doom Vision debrief, which is our Patreon and subscriber exclusive Spotify subscriber exclusive. And I really hope to have that right by the last episode that we ever do. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that is obviously our premium service. That is how. Uh, we try to generate some income to put back into the stream or into the podcast. Cause I don't know if anybody who's never recorded a podcast before, but it takes a lot of time, energy and money to produce a podcast. I mean, you could technically do it off your phone, but if you want it to sound good, it takes a lot of time, energy and money. So everybody that's a Spotify subscriber or a Patreon uh, or a patron, we sincerely appreciate you. Um, we have more content coming down those alleys that that's exclusive and outside of the story and uh, merch and merch. Uh, we have merch coming out. Uh, you'll be able to wear your doom vision t-shirts, your hoodies, um, even get some doom vision stickers is one of the things that we're working on. Ooh. So all that goes to, uh, supporting the stream and supporting us, uh, Obviously, we all work full-time jobs. None of us are looking to quit our full-time jobs. We do this because it's fun, but any of that support helps make the stream better or the podcast. Um, can you tell I did streaming at one point? <laughs> <laughs> also, if you want to throw some ratings and reviews our way, we would absolutely adore that. It helps expose our, our fun, fun show to people who may have never known that we existed. So if you're a fan, go and like, subscribe, rate, Give us a comment. Follow us on our socials at Doom Vision Podcast or at Doom Vision Pod, mostly everywhere. And share. Share it with your friends. So when, when a lot of people hear role-playing game, they, it kind of, you know, they flip that nerd switch. We're, we're all nerds and we're fine with it. But really, this podcast is just an audiobook live. We're, we're, creating, we're creating an audiobook as we go. Uh, so please share this with your friends, share it with your family. Um, yeah, hop on your, steal it. your mom's phone, go log into the podcast app, give us a five-star review and then put it on repeat. Listen for that. That'd be the only way to help us out. Or if you have a grandparent that doesn't hear really well, just, yeah, keep it running 24 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be over there for them when you're not <laughs> <laughs> like friends. We just you, don't wipe. <laughs> do, you, do you have any plugs you want some follows on your social media sure <laughs> what's your social media 
Oh, God. I don't even remember. I, I honestly don't know what it is either. Do I, I don't know what mine is. <laughs> this is why I keep all of mine the same. Yeah, I have different what, ones. What's my Twitter? Oh, it's uh, that Mega Kevin. I think mine is Jess Green 80. Yeah, I think so too. Mine's Got Ice 80 with two T's. I don't know. And I'm Jesse Fofessi. All right. So Jess underscore green 80. Well, your name's not a secret to anybody. <laughs> uh, check out my SoundCloud. I got my new album dropping. <laughs> it's just him farting. It's my rap album. It's Kevin farting with me mumble rapping over the top. Yeet, skirt, yeet, skirt. Oh my God. <laughs> skirt, pert, skirt, pert. Nailed it. Take that out. Oh God, no. <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> Take it out. Leave it in. That's what she said? That's what she said. <laughs> I can't wait, for, can't wait for somebody to send me either hate mail or a question about relationship advice. I'm so Oh, pumped. yeah. We forgot to talk about that. Uh, oh, on, the Doom, on Doom Vision Debrief, we uh, have segments where, one, Mac will answer any relationship question you have. So be sure to connect with us on Twitter using the hashtag AskMac. And that's M-A-C. Hashtag Ask. Mac M A C, or uh, you can write us at our Gmail at doomvisionpodcast at gmail.com. And you, so you can ask Mac relationship questions, or if you find any continuity errors, if you find any anything wrong with the show, if you hate the show, uh, you can write in and uh, Candace will answer your hate mail live. But you have to be a Patreon or Spotify subscriber. Ex- subscriber exclusive god that's hard to say that's will somebody else say that for me really quick uh, patreon or spotify exclusive subscriber <laughs> did i do it S- spotify spotify oh god now i can't even say it it's a patreon and spotify ex- subscriber exclusive. exclusive yes there. there it is it's hard isn't it yeah that's yeah what it's, she it's said. a bit of a tongue twister yeah spotify subscriber exclusive there it is. That's why they always take the two names and they're like, it's a spot exclusive or whatever. <laughs> Makes it easier to say. Not in this case, but other things. Are we ready? Should I start? I, I, I think we should go. Previously on Doom Vision. The agents discussed their options on burning the McAllister building to the ground and also discussed going to the Madison Square Park to find Hotel Bredalbin. The team decides to go to Madison Square Park to see if they can find the hotel, but before they go, Marcus and Claudia ask to have a moment alone. Marcus becomes hostile with her, threatening to kill her. She reveals her secret that she is in fact not Claudia, but her twin sister Veronica. They make an agreement that they will keep her secret and agree that they need to return to the night floors. The agents then make their way to Madison Square Park to see if they can locate the hotel. After spending a couple hours in the park, they find nothing and make their way back to the McAllister building. They meet up with Handler Marcus who wants them to finish the job of cataloging the items in Abigail's apartment before burning the building to the ground. While there, Agent Marcus asks Handler Marcus for weapons and they go to his car together to gather them. While outside, Handler Marcus points out a vehicle to Agent Marcus that he believes is watching them. 
Marcus attempts to sneak up on the vehicle to see who is inside and is met by a man aiming a gun at him. The man introduces himself as Tom Wright, Abigail's father. Find out what happens next on this episode. episode with a little bit of a standoff so Thomas Wright's in his car bit of a badass he's pointing a gun at you without even looking at you and he turns to you you say who are you and he's like or he's like you were like what are you what are you doing here right I said what's your name oh yeah what's your name and he's like Thomas right looking for my daughter right mm-hmm. that's where we ended it so we can pick up right there. All right, Thomas. You put your gun down, I'll put mine down. He looks at you for a second. And you hear like a click. As he, he puts his arms down. <clears throat> can I get in? Eh, sure. Okay, so I'm going to open the door, climb in the car. Um... When's the last time you saw your daughter? Back in May. I work for the FBI, and I've been called in to investigate your daughter and her disappearance. Yeah, I know. How long have you been following us? I never stopped. See that man over there smoking a cigarette poorly? Mm Mm-hmm. I do. He's our boss. I don't know how much I can share with you, but there are some disturbing things about your daughter's disappearance. And when you say that, he, uh... kind of eyes you and he says... He gets a little bit of, like... You see his eyes kind of, like one of his eyebrows raises, and he's like, Did you find her body? No. But, did you go to a bookstore with your daughter not too long ago? Kind of a creepy old bookstore. Yeah, yeah, we went. Can you tell me why you went there? We just stopped in, we were getting coffee one day and saw the bookstore there and decided to stop in and see she she liked to read I like to read too what book did she buy 
he he thinks for a second. He's uh, some some red thing, red red book. I didn't really ask her about it. I just saw saw it in her hand. Anything seem off about the character that sold you the book? Uh, you seem a little weird. That's all. That's all. What does this have to do with her and her disappearance? Was that guy involved? No, I don't think he was involved. I don't know how much I can share with you, and I apologize for that. Why don't you and I sit here for a while? We'll let the other agents do their job. And uh, come nighttime, there's something I want to show you. You want to wait in my car with me for hours? Is that what you're saying? You, you wait here. I got to go run and do something else, but you wait here. I, I don't want to spook the others while they're running their investigation. You, you get like a, a, a whiff of like like whiskey smell on him. He's been drinking, smoking. His ashtray in his car is full. And uh, Actually, do you want to go get a cup of coffee? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, is there a coffee shop nearby here? Yeah, yeah. Is there any shady characters <clears throat> around the coffee shop? Um, that you don't notice anything like that, no. Okay. So, is it like a shop or like a diner? Um, well, let's just say it's a it's a diner. Okay. I think, uh, so, I think diners work well for meetings like this. So you'd find a diner. You wouldn't find like a busy like coffee stand or something. If you're going to sit down and have a chat with somebody, I think a diner is the best way to go. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to direct him to, to a booth and I'm going to tell him, hey, I'm going to go get go get us a cup of coffee. All right. Um. So I'd like to walk up to the counter and talk to the, the waitress or whoever's standing there. All right. Um, all right, it's a waiter. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you, okay, so you walk up and it's like, hi, how can I help you? Can you describe his appearance like? Sure. Um, blonde, short cut hair. Um, looks very, like a very pleasant demeanor. Um, kind of tall. He's wearing an apron. He's got his hands behind his back and smiling. He's just like younger, maybe early 20s. Well manicured? Yeah. Okay. What's your name, son? Evan. Evan, nice to meet you. You see that gentleman over there in the booth? Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. There he is. Yeah. He needs a cup of coffee. I'm going to need a cup of coffee. Um, I haven't slept all day, and I need something that could uh, potentially be a little stronger than coffee. Oh, okay. Do you uh, Do you know where a fellow could find something that it's a little stronger than coffee. 
Up, to, up until now, I wasn't following your vibe about what this guy looked like. <laughs> I was so lost. I'm like, what does it matter? It matters. <laughs> you should just be like, does anybody back there work with, like, you know, uh, full of prison tattoos or something? <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah, that'd be Terry. It's New York. <laughs> Everyone's doing coke in New York in, ni- yeah. in the 90s. All right, all right. So, okay, so he's like... <laughs> God. Okay, so... um Sure. Um, you know, I go on break in uh, about 15 minutes. You want to meet me around the back? I would love to meet you around the back. All right. Bring your checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> Bring cash. Bring your bonds. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, all right. He gives you like a little wink. And then he gives you some coffee. And he's just like, black coffee okay? It's the only way I drink it. All right, here it comes. Here's your coffee. He gives you coffee. All right, so I'll, I'll sit down and uh, just kind of make small talk with, uh, with is it detective or officer, right? Uh, yeah, he is a um, police officer who, he might actually be, I think he's a detective actually. Um, yeah, he is. Okay. I, I think the only thing pressing I would ask him is what's the last, when is the last time you saw Abigail and what is the last thing she said to you? Says, yeah. Saw her back in May. Wasn't really much to, for her to say to me. She didn't. Nothing. I, I've, I've gone over uh, everything that she said. Trying to find some clue. They wouldn't let me in her apartment. I wasn't too happy about that. I don't think you want to see the inside of her apartment. Why not? Well... From my assessment, it looks like she went insane. There are news clippings, papers, tickets, appliances glued to the walls. It's it's not like anything I've ever seen before. And he grabs his like his coffee and he pulls out like a little flask and he's just like pouring into his coffee. Marcus is going to reach his cup over. <laughs> just like, and it, he's like smoking in the, you know, it, 90s. You can smoke wherever you want. Same. Yeah. Um, and uh, he says, you know, my, uh, my wife died. When she died, uh, Abby was all I had left. So now that she's gone, I got nothing. Can you just let me in? Let me take a look around. Let me let me help. Let me be useful. Because I'm I cashed in all my vacation days. 
this is what I'm doing now. It's after this, you know. Other than this, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah, I think I can I can talk to my senior agent. Um, how many years law enforcement do you have? Couple decades. Yeah. Yeah. 22 years. So he's actually 50. He's in his 50s, so. He's still fairly young. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Have you ever dealt with anything that a normal person would consider unnatural or supernatural? seen a lot of things but not sure I follow well detective Wright do you believe in ghost stories I don't know I don't think so well you better because you're living in one Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Who can tell me where it's from? Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. (laughs) You're in one. Nice. It's from the first movie. Mm -hmm. He's going to need a whole bushel of apples. (laughs) Is that too corny? Do I need to say something else? No, come on. I think it's funny. Okay. It's well it's it's funny to us cuz it's from something but like if you said that to that guy in the 90s before that movie came out <laughs> he would be like show me show me what you're talking about okay finish your cup of coffee i have uh someone that might have some extra information he's kind of skittish so i'm going to go talk to him by myself really quick just right out back uh i'll meet you back out front about 10 minutes we'll head back all right he puts out his cigarette in the brown diner ashtrays that they had. Yep. and Like really a burnt orange. Yeah. But it yep. was orange at one yep. time. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, he's like, blows out the last of his, finishes his coffee, gets up. He's wearing like a, um, a suit jacket. The neck's all undone, you know, and uh, he looks unshaven, unkempt. Smells like whiskey. Whiskey and cigarettes. I feel like he's unhealthy, you know. Um, he just he looks. Uh, he looks. Um, what's the term? Haggard. Well, it's haggard, but it's also like it's Dis- kind of like ruined, distraught. Yeah, it's disheveled. You know, he looks disheveled. He's he's he looks like he doesn't have much to live for. You know what I mean? Like he just looks like he's given up. Um, so that would kind of explain how why he's been this way to you. So yeah, he gets up, walks out front, and then you go and go around back. Yep, I'm gonna go meet Evan. To say Ethan. He goes. So you you go around back, and uh, he's standing there, and he's still very chipper, and he says. 
So what can I get for you, sir? Do you play pool? On occasion. You know, my favorite pool ball is the eight ball. I think I could help you just fine. And, uh, so he pulls out, like, a little sugar packet, right? And, uh, you know, it looks like it's, you know, a sealed sugar packet. And, uh, he says, All right, that'll be 65 sir. These New York prices out here? I'll give you a discount, sixty-four ninety-nine. <laughs> I'll I'll hand him seventy bucks. Oh, thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. So I want to take the bag, dip my finger in it, and rub it on my gums. <laughs> All right, you got to open it up because, like, it looks like he may have like sealed it. You know, like opened it up, emptied the sugar out, and sealed it, and sells it in sugar packets. And, uh, all right, so you rub it on your gums, and you're like... Is it cocaine? You're like... It's a really great day! It's like you're, you know, Popeye getting his fucking spinach. Just... Only it's cocaine. But 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 it is. He's not selling me fake shit. Right, yeah, it's not just sugar. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know if you... I mean, I would assume that maybe you knew what cocaine... From California. Yeah, so you're just like... Oh yeah, that's the good stuff. Okay. He's like, yeah. Um, well, give me we'll one see. more. Oh shit! <laughs> All right, so he, yeah, sixty-five. Just take that cash back from him. And give him like one hundred and twenty. Okay. Go for it. One twenty. It would be one thirty. <laughs> that's his problem if he doesn't figure it out. Uh, if he questions how much um, money I gave him, I'm just gonna like show him my gun. We're square. He's going to show you his gun. <laughs> and then I'm going to unzip my pants. His pants are already unzipped. Then I'm going to touch tips. It's like, this is extra. <laughs> <laughs> hundred bucks. All right, so you do cocaine. And then I'm, I'm going to show him my FBI badge. He's the nicest cocaine dealer in the world. The, the 90s at- in New York, everyone's doing cocaine. I just, like, I didn't understand what you were going for. And I was just like, yeah, diner, you guys are going to meet. Oh, hey, I'm going to make this guy really nice and friendly. And then you're like, could I get some cocaine? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to ask him for a second bag. Okay. You know, he'll give you a second bag. And, and I'll give him 130 Okay. Pleasure doing business with you, sir. Yeah. How often are you here in case I need more? Uh, I'm here Monday through Friday. Isn't today Saturday? I'm just fucking. I'm covering with you. for a shift. <laughs> uh, so I, I want to take like my pinky, grab a little bit out. And... Okay. All right. Do you have a suspiciously long nail on that pinky? No. All right. So I'm going to take a. Uh, <clears throat> detective with me and and head back to the McAllister building. All right, you head back. Um, You see Agent Marcus has gone in. Uh, Handler Marcus, I mean. And, uh, yeah, so do you guys go in? Um, You want to take him right into the apartment? No. I, I want him to be like, wait right here. Don't go anywhere. 
All right. right. I'm going to go in and, and grab Marcus. All right. Okay, so fast forward. Go grab him. Okay. You bring him out. I can't wait to watch you role play with yourself. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's my favorite thing to do in the world. That's my favorite thing to do in the bedroom is watch him role play with himself. <laughs> Just pretend so. I'm doing it. <laughs> so, uh, Handler Marcus comes out and he's like, so who's this guy? Uh, this is Detective Wright. Abby's father, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. And uh, he sticks a hand out. <laughs> yeah, Thomas Ray. Good to meet you. Does uh, Marcus? And he says, "Oh, oh, you're both named Marcus. Okay, it's weird for us too. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, it's it's been it's been hard." <laughs> um, Detective Wright has taken on this case without consent from his department. He's taken his days. He's investigating. He's going to continue investigating whether we say he can help us or not. So, understanding that he has an emotional investment to this case, might as well put him to work. And, uh, Hannah Marcus, he says, Okay, so how much did you tell him? Uh, I asked him about uh, the bookstore. I don't know if I told you that, but he was in the same bookstore that I was. And I told him his daughter's apartment looks like a crazy person lives there. Oh, okay. Well, sir, um, well, to be honest, I think we got it covered. So, uh, but we'll, we'll let you know if there's any developments, okay? And uh, he looks at you and he says, Hey, man, what's the deal? Marcus, it's not going to hurt to help him have us, ha- have him help us catalog this stuff. He might see something here that we don't. He says, can I talk to you in private for a second? Sure. And he uh, pulls you off to the side, walks a little f- few feet away, and he goes, he's like, we're close to ending this. You know what we have to do? I don't know if he's on board. I don't know if he's on the level. We don't know much about this guy. We know he's a cop. And I don't think he's going to take too kindly to burning a building down. You understand? We can't just be bringing people on. I think he might be a little more on board with that than you think. So you're saying we induct him, we bring him in? He's got 22 years law enforcement. He's been in New York. You know he's seen shit he's not letting on. What's yeah. it What's it going to hurt to have one more person? All right. You make sure he's on the level. If he's not... I'll put a bullet in his head myself. Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> All right. You're in charge of him. 
And he walks back over and he says, when he says that, he means like, you you keep an eye on him. Make sure he doesn't do anything to jeopardize your mission. Yep. And uh, and uh, he says he goes up to Thomas and he says, "Welcome aboard." He says, "Thanks for having me." And that's as much role play as I want to do between myself and myself. So let's roll. <laughs> let's get in there. <laughs> um. So when Marcus is, asks me. If we're inducting him, are we inducting him under the pretense that he's an FBI agent? Or is is Marcus giving me the... for Delta Green? Well, if he's going to follow you into the night floors, you should probably talk to him about Delta Green stuff. Is was is probably what he would have told you. Okay. You know, because you already said stuff about Supernatural back at the thing, you know? That's at true. At the cafe. So you should probably, you know... All right, detective, uh, a word... Uh, yeah. So I haven't been completely honest with you. (sighs) Okay. We're not with the FBI. What? What? You're not? No. We're, uh, we're a secret government agency called Delta Green. Okay, so who's, who's in charge of finding my daughter then? We are. Okay, I don't get it. We're not called in to handle crimes. We're called in when things don't add up to being a crime. This agency deals with supernatural beings, aliens, things of not this planet or realm. So you're telling me my daughter was... Abducted by aliens. Is that what you're trying to... What are you trying to pull, buddy? No, I don't think... You want to make a persuade? Now that I don't have... uh, Now that I got my 20 back, (laughs) maybe. Sure. Uh, That's a 68, and I failed. Alright, so yeah, he's going to... That's what he would say. He would say, uh, what are you trying to pull? You're saying she, abdu- she was abducted by aliens. Come on. I think I'm stupid. Don't believe me? No, who, who would? Who would believe you? Give me six hours. Six hours? Y- you've already used up all your leave. You've been on this case. Have you got anything? No, I haven't. All right, you got six hours. What else do I got to lose? Your sanity. But. Who was that? Who said that? (laughs) Now that you're in, it's like a gang. There's only one way out. Okay, I understand. What you see here doesn't go back to your agency. You don't go back to your normal job. Now that you're here, you work for us. All right. Show me. Okay. I'll lead you up to Abigail's 
apartment. All right, let's go. And I would assume during all of this time when this has been going on, Veronica and I have been probably continuing cataloging stuff, putting things into bags, Mm because we're trying to wrap that up. Yeah, yeah. So we're in the apartment just doing that. Yeah, so, um, all right, does everybody want to make... I I made some search rolls for Handler Marcus, because he was doing that too, trying to help you guys wrap it up. Um... And I'll probably make some for Thomas as well. So, do some searches. I feel like you guys are close to the end of, of the cataloging. That's a critical fail, isn't it? I, I can't remember. So, zero, triple zeros. Or what, did we say that was zero or 100? That's 100. 100. So. That's a critical fail, then. Ooh. I I got a 34 on my search roll, which is also a fail. I'm going to change out my dice. Um, I passed. Of course. What, what'd you get on your die? I got a 29%. 29. And my search is 60. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're good. All right. Um, Handler Marcus got two successes. Okay. So... Um, Wait, I thought double zeros was zero. It was if you land on one, two, three, four, five. But if you land on a zero, that's It's a hundred, because you can't get zero on a roll. Okay. So what's ten? Uh, a no, ten and one, a zero? zero, zero. One, uh, ten, zero. Uh, yeah. Right, that's ten. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, there, yeah. I always get confused. I always have to dice. try to remember that. Yeah, the percent yeah, dice Hard to remember. Me. All right. Um, okay. And uh, click in that. Did you click yours, honey? No, I didn't. Thank you. You're welcome. So you see, um, Veronica. Here's what you see. So we're to roll twenty. And. So it's a series of dots and lines, and um, looks like those are music notes. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's I'm just describing what it looks like. So it's music notes, right? And it's so it's lines and dots, and some of them connecting, um, and it looks like it was scribbled down in an unsteady hand. And uh, does anyone want to read what the words are? Sing it, girl. I'm not going to try to sing that. Uh, let the red dawn surmise what we shall do when this blue starlight dies and all is is through. I think it's sunrise. Is it sunrise? It's surmise. Surmise. Is it? It's surmise. The red dawn surmise. Oh. Yeah, it's surmise. Okay. So that's what you find. Um, hey, Ness. Yes, Marcus? Did I tell you about my experience with the walkie-talkie? Um, are you referring to when you were summoning person, or is this a different time? This is a different time. When I came back into Abigail's apartment, that walkie-talkie over there, 
The one that smashed to bits on the floor? Yeah. Um, it talked to me. And it talked to me. It was me talking to me. It was you talking to you, like your voice was coming through. Yeah, it said, hello, this is Agent Marcus. I'm, I'm a little too scared. I don't want to fuck with it anymore. Um, do you think you could look into it? I mean, it's broken. I don't think there's much to look into, but yeah, I'll, I'll clean it up and take care of it, Marcus. What the fuck is that? So, um, Handler Marcus pulls a photograph and he holds it up and he looks over at Thomas Wright. And that's him. Thomas Wright. With his eyes scratched out. And his wife with her eyes scratched out. But whose arm is that? That's a creepy ass arm. That looks like a clown arm if I've ever seen one. Shut up. <laughs> so let's find out. Thomas. Hi, I'm Claudia. Uh, whose who's arm is that? He says, uh, looks at the photo and he's like, Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't remember an arm. Like, I don't remember that. Uh oh. The hell? Why would she scratch the eyes out? There's a lot of unanswered questions about this whole scene. Thomas, how did your wife die? He, he looks very, um, kind of like, uh, you, you just reopened an old wound and he looks at you he says back in, uh, says back in uh, 88 she died of a brain hemorrhage she was sleeping she yelled out and then she died she, she said she said something she screamed and then she died what did she scream Uh, it, uh, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But she said, he's coming for my baby, Tom. Stop him. And then she died. I, I haven't been able to ever make sense of it, but I'll never forget those words. Was she acting strange before? 
No, no, I mean, I don't think so. Does the name person mean anything to you? Person? No, no. I say this, and I don't mean any disrespect in the least, but in this photograph, you guys don't look very happy. Oh, no. I mean, we... We're happy. We were. I don't know. I don't know what... This doesn't look like us. But it is. Do you remember this photograph being taken? I don't remember the exact night. I, I mean... Looks like my wife's dressed up. Maybe it could have been... Could have been some event or gathering. I could have been a policeman's ball, maybe. Can I ask something out of character? Is it for sure a photograph? Because it almost looks like a painting. Yeah, so all of these photographs that you've seen so far, those are all paintings that Dennis Detweiler paints. He's very good at, like, real. It looks real. Okay. Oh, fucking boy, Dennis. That looks like he, a really good painting. Oh, yeah. all of the yeah. art. Oh, yeah. So I've I just, seen some of the stuff he's done. I just wanted to make sure that it was, in fact, like, a film photo, and yeah. it wasn't supposed to be. So I just wanted to verify. Yeah, like, if you zoom in really close, you can see, like, the... I think he uses, like, pastels and charcoals and whatnot. And, yeah. Um, I think I, oil paint, I think. I but, just wanted to make sure. Yeah. So back in character, I'm going to ask Thomas, was your wife into plays? Yeah, yeah, she liked plays just, just as much as the next person, I guess, you know. Um, yeah, we went to the occasional play every now and then. Okay. Does the king in yellow mean anything to you? No, never heard of it. Okay. Um, this seems to be a little difficult for him. Uh, Claudio, why don't you and I take him outside for a moment and let him compose himself? Alright, yeah, I'll help you do that. Wait, out of character. I'm the only one with a high search. Maybe I should stay in here. <laughs> I think you would your calm demeanor would be very helpful for okay. him. Okay. I'll clean up that walkie-talkie. I got a question for you. Yeah. You mentioned that bookstore. Did you go to that bookstore? I did. I don't know what the bookstore has to do with her going missing, but did you talk to the owner? I did. Okay. He, he's just trying to think of, of things, he, so he, of anything that would jump out. He's, she, so you, you talked to the owner. Did, is there anything else that you can think of that might point us in the right direction? The reason the other agent just asked you about the king in yellow, that's the book that your daughter got. It was a play. We're seeing traces of people that have attended that play or read 
that play going insane. And that people that have interacted with anything to do with that play, bad things have happened to them. So if you have been to a production of The King in Yellow, or trying to connect the dot, if that had anything to do with your wife's brain hemorrhage. Okay. Okay, I think I follow. So... Let me ask I you understand. This. I think I understand now. So, so you're saying that that this book wormed its way into her brain somehow? Is that what you're saying? Turned her insane? Saying that's a very high possibility. There's connections with this book, demonology, actual demons being here. We've seen them. I'm trying to think. When we went in. A guy bumped by, bumped, bumped me on my way in. What did he look like? It's hard to remember. Um, Purple suit. Did you just say? Hang on. No, this guy didn't have a purple suit. But why did you say that? Why did you say that? Because that's who I bumped into. And you, you see him. He starts thinking. He, he's like. Purple suit, purple suit, purple suit. Uh, what was his name? Was his name Asa? Asa Darabondi. <sighs> okay. And this okay. is the first time that I'm hearing about this, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to say Asa Darabondi. You, you met him? Yeah, he was in the bookstore. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Um. So... Listen to me. I don't know if this has anything to do with anything. There's only one person I knew that owned a purple suit. Didn't know the guy. But back in 68, when I met Ellen, my wife, I met her at um, the Dorchester House School in Boston. The guy who introduced us, I mean, I can't get him out of my head because he was completely out of place, wearing a bright purple suit. And, uh, he had his hair greased back and a mustache. He just, he was completely out of place, but he introduced me to my wife. His name was Asa, I remember. Sounds like the same guy. I... The fuck? I have something to show you, then. And so, she had grabs the the book oh gosh what was it called the, the devil's, devil's craftsman the devil's craftsman and she's gonna take a deep breath and open it flip through a few pages until she finds that picture of asa with abigail and she's gonna she's gonna hold the the bottom of the book firmly in her hand so that the pages are spread and she's gonna turn it around so she can show thomas and marcus and that looks at it that's the guy I saw in the bookstore. That's Abby. And this was in the 1920s. It can't be. This was taken in the 1920s. What the fuck? Yes. This doesn't make any goddamn sense. So, Tom, when I told you 
that we deal with things supernatural. Are you starting to believe me? Because there is no doubt in your mind that that is a picture of your daughter, correct? And that's the guy that I remember. He hasn't aged a day. No, that's who I saw in the bookstore. He was talking about thought buildings and building bridges and buildings. Thought, thought buildings. I'm pretty sure that men, that's mentioned in here. He, um... Uh, he's also a famed child murderer. What? Yes, he was accused of drowning children. He, here. In this building? I believe it was in this building. Because I started my research on the McAllister building in Kipps Bay, and there have been a few deaths, and Asa Darabondi was tied to it. He was accused of drowning a child here. I wonder if that guy at the bookstore will know anything about him. He might. We need to finish up our search here, and we might need to go check that bookstore again. There was also... This building had more floors to it at one point, and the owner of the building was found dead on on the landing upstairs. He was wearing a robe and a mask that was ghoulish. So... Did it say how he died? Was it by fire? No, I don't believe it was by fire. There are paint, and maybe you should see this, Claudia. But there are paintings in the of that Thomas Manwell did that are in this basement in this building of people in robes, almost specter-like. Silver robes. Silver robes, white mask. Yeah, his name was Mundine. Was the last name Henry? Harry? Henry? It was Henry. Henry Lundine. Henry Lundine. Well, maybe we should. Maybe we should give Tom a break from this room. Why don't we go check and look at those paintings? We'll let Ness finish up with Abigail's room. Um, oh, Handler Marcus had one more success, so why don't I pull that okay. up real quick? Can I roll multiple times? Yeah, everybody gets twice. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, you guys all roll again. Thirty-six percent. Thirty-two is still a fail for me. <laughs> oh no. I passed finally. Yay. Nice. Got 28 out of 31. GBR. So you see, you see there, it's a, there's two machines here. Only one of them is shown on the handout, but so if you look at it, Maybe, does somebody want to describe what they see for the listeners? It looks like a machine that shifts rooms. It, or, like, it, like, 
It looks like it's attached to one thing. It's in a square shape, like two squares on top of each other, and it looks like it pulls the piston back and forces another one forward. So, like, when I see this, the first thing I think is, like, the shifting rooms on the night floors, that, like, it's moving those rooms back and forth. Almost like secret bookcases. Yeah. And they're all numbered. Like, that guy was numbering 27, 28. He was going through the doors. It looks numbered. Aren't those numbers, like... Well, there's multiples of the same numbers. I see a few 22s. Yeah, so Wasn't maybe not. Like, aren't they measurements or yeah, degrees? They, they, could be. they look like be degrees, degrees or measurements now that I'm looking at it closer. But what is that? L-E-A-O? With an umlaut? Or not an umlaut, but a... I forget what those are called. A squiggly? A squiggle. Um. And GBR. So I'm looking at it like it's flat. Maybe it's intended to stand straight up. If it's intended to stand straight up, then that's... I don't know what it is. But I'm, I'm looking at it like at the top there, it lo- almost looks like something that you would attach to a wall to, to like, when the gear spins, it retracts and puts something new there. Does anybody have any foreign language skill? Italian. No. What language? Um, why don't you take your... I think this is a good idea. Why don't you take your Italian, but at a minus 20? Okay. Seems like a good idea. Uh, that's a pass. Oh. 16. My Italian's 40. Yeah, so you look at that word and you're like... And then you kind of realize, like... You know, because, you know, if you speak another language, you might be able to, like, decipher, kind of. Well, and if it's and Spanish, Spanish and Italian are very close. It's it's Portuguese. Which would be close to. Yeah. yeah. And so it's the lion. Hmm. Like Leo. Yeah, exactly. And then the other one says Escriba. Or right. The, right. The, inscribe? The scribe. The scribe. Yeah, so you're able to kind of figure that out. It's it's on the other napkin, so it's it's a napkin and it has GBR and it's a diagram that somebody wrote out. It's very meticulously designed, and then the Escriba one, it doesn't show it on there. But does that stand for Grand Bedal Bedalbin Rooms <laughs> Resort GBR? I'm not sure, but the lion person. Yep, and the scribe. Hmm. I don't know. We need to take another. Let's take another look at those paintings. All right, and um, then you you passed. Yep, I right. passed. So let's, let's. I also passed. Right. So let's just let's just unload this it. out. Yeah, let's do it. Um, because this is it. This is the end of of this part of it. So. Yay! Uh, you, you guys got to the end. You guys, you know, collectively got everything cataloged. Um, you cleaned Marcus's feces off the walls. Um, yeah, it worked out. I did not spread my feces on the wall. At least not this one. You find feces. <laughs> All right. And so you find... That was from Claudia, first episode. It was scared the shit out of her. <laughs> she just sprayed it. <laughs> Oopsies. You find 
a refer to roll 20 just a picture of so it's a bright picture that's of abigail that's a 95 selfie if i've ever seen one <laughs> yeah it's very very bright on one side she's wearing a yellow tank top she's so she's clearly looking into a mirror yeah because of that reflection or the light in the reflection yeah Maybe the mirror that you were seeing shit in. Could very well be. Maybe Claudia was slitting her throat, too. Maybe. Also, she's got a little emo to her. That hair. I appreciate it. Yeah. She was ahead of her time. Literally, she was photographed in the 20s somehow. <laughs> I'll be your skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. Oh. Oh, this is what we need. This is helpful. So, Well, possibly. So it looks like this is a map of the McAllister building. And so with drawn oh, on butcher block paper. It looks like the first two floors and the entrance to the night floors. It doesn't... And it's on Dead the second... Dead guy in mask? It looks actually it looks like there's multiple entrances to the night floors. Well, I think from that corner it goes up. But there could be. So apartment, apartment, apartment on the ground floor. Now, does the ground floor imply the basement? Uh the the, the entry door floor. Wait. That's what that's what the ground floor man is. Man with briefcase and white shoes. Was Rogers loafers white? Uh, no. No, he saw it. Remember when he was sitting in Abigail's apartment alone, a man with a briefcase and white shoes came in and went oh, into the bathroom. Right. Is that where it's written in the, that line goes? Is that her where her apartment lies? Um, that's actually Thomas's. Here, if you do a little overlay of this one. So Roger's apartment. Yeah. Yeah, so that's actually Roger's apartment. So And the line going from the first floor apartment to the night floors, that's that's that bitch Michelle's. That's where I got pushed into the night floors. That bitch Michelle. That yep, bitch her Michelle. apartment is where I got pushed into the night floors. Yeah, so it looks like somebody was trying to like make sense of like where the entry points are, what they've seen in this place, like what's you know, roses and butter. Just a quick plug, this would be a good opportunity to hop on our Discord to see this handout. All these handouts, there's a ton of them. Mr. Castanier? Castanier? Uh, you see on the top right, the parlor and Mr. Castain. Castain, huh? Yeah. Castain, right? Night manager? Dead guy in mask. Mm-hmm. You gotta wonder who drew this. Who else has been to the night floors? This has got to be Abigail. Maybe. Should we take this with us when we go? I'm not saying that in character. <laughs> Who found this on the wall? Which which she did. Just put it in your pocket. 
I shall discreetly put it in my pocket when nobody, when everyone else is done looking at it. Okay. And then you guys, we're going to go check out the paintings. We're going to go look at the paintings in the basement, yeah. Okay. And we're going to sh- take Thomas with us. Okay. Yeah. And actually, uh, Marcus, you might want to look at these paintings too that Thomas was doing. We should all go. I don't want to leave Ness here by herself. Okay. All right, so everybody kind of files out into the hallway. And then, Ness, on your way out, you hear you're about to leave, maybe shut off the lights or something. And then you hear, like... Like a radio or a walkie-talkie? Static. I'm going to turn around and look, see if I can locate where it's coming from. Yeah, on the. So. In. I'm trying to remember what, what exactly you did, but. Because you said you cleaned it up, but. I would have put it in a bag, in, a, okay. in an yeah. evidence bag. So you see, like, a light kind of well not a light you you hear it coming from that box i'm gonna run over and open that box and grab that bag okay so like the way marcus told you about it it was you know doesn't work right it the battery compartment opened up it burned his hand um and then you hear I'll take it out of the bag and respond. Who is this? Is is that you? Vanessa, is that you? This is Vanessa. Who is this? It's it's Barry. Listen, I'm stuck somewhere and I, I don't know how I got here. Listen, you need to help me. Barry? Calm down. Tell me where you are. I, I don't know. I, I'm st- stuck. There's. I'm, I've been walking around for. I don't know. And then I found a phone, and I picked it up. Yeah, that's it. I, I, there's rooms all over the place. There's people going crazy. Every time I turn around. Listen, you gotta help me. I don't understand what's going on. Barry, Barry, just calm down. Calm down. I know where you're. You're at. Just calm down. I'm coming to find you. Fade to black. And we'll find out what happens next time on Doom Vision. Hey there, Doomers. If you like what we put out every week and want more behind-the-scenes content, follow us on our socials at Doom Vision Podcast on Instagram, Doom Vision Pod on Twitter, at Doom Vision Podcast on TikTok, and give us a search on Facebook under Doom Vision Podcast. 
Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, be it Apple or Spotify, and leave us a review. Thank you. We appreciate you, and we hope you're enjoying the Doom Vision Podcast. <laughs>